What is up Ascenders? My name is Brian Henry and I'm the founder of the Ascend Academy, an online platform, school and community that is uniting and activating light workers. If you believe you might be one of the souls that have come to this planet at this time to serve the awakening and the ascension of our planetary collective consciousness, we may be looking for you. To learn more about the Academy and to initiate your activation, head on over to academy.togetherweascend.com. Radical releasing, being willing to give everything, being willing to release everything. There is nothing of me that I hold, that I hold onto, that I must retain, right? And so everything is open for me to be re-experienced. So I open myself to that recreation of self in order to experience the fullness. And so I was feeling it release with that. And it was after that, that I felt this, this sensation come through me and it was a Kundalini awakening where it burst through my crown and I felt this magnificent bliss come through me. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're now listening to The Awaken Podcast, a show in which we delve into some insightful, expansive conversation to assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in ascending to higher expressions of awareness, divine purpose, and infinite potential. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy. And I want to welcome you to the ascending journey. If you're here now listening to this show, chances are you're a seeker. You're a seeker of higher truth and deeper understanding. And it's with this intention of unraveling our experience and deepening our understanding that we allow for profound experiences to unfold for us to support us in this journey and it's this intention and this process of unraveling and through asking the right questions that our guest in this episode of Awaken Brandon Forrest Lapierre has opened himself up for some transformational experiences through a process of what he refers to as radical releasing. And again, through what he says is so important, asking the right questions. He has been on and moved along the journey of getting to know his God self getting to know the parts of himself that is more closely aligned with the divine and realizing and expressing this version of himself, his God self. 
So in this one, Brandon shares with us a bit of his story, a bit of his insight that he has had and cultivated in this journey, in this intention. We talk about setting the seeds of intention, asking the right questions, unraveling our experience to deepen our understanding. So if you're ready to do so, if you're ready to more deeply know your God self, I invite you to continue on with us in this episode of the Awakened Podcast. All right, my man, let's do this thing. All righty. Let's spread some vibes. Let's be in our vibe. I um, I just love being in these containers where I get the opportunity to connect with someone that I see a bright light emanating from. Um, more and more, it's just making sense to me that what this is really about is being in the experience of that rather than it being about what comes from it. I, um, at the same time, will say that creating something and and sharing something that will be valuable to another, something that will be of service to another is just as important. And those two things might seem like two different things. Is it about right now? Is it about this experience? Or is it about creating something that is going to impact a life? And it's both. But the energy that I've been very much in lately has been enjoy the conversation enjoy the conversation and enjoy getting getting to know the person in front of me and getting to know you brandon over these past few weeks has been a treat and i'm looking forward to diving into another conversation with you where i get to know you a little bit deeper uh, thank you brian you know it's an honor to be here and uh, yeah i really enjoyed our last conversation so looking forward to see what unfolds here we, so, we talk about so many different things. We we talked about a lot of things last time. There's one of those like oh, we probably could have recorded that <laughs> kind of conversations. Yeah, and that's funny that you should say that because that's been popping up too. Where a lot of the conversations that I'm having are seeming to be things that are worth sharing. Um, in fact, one of the experiences that I've been having time and time again is. I would book a call with someone to talk about possibly doing a podcast or connect with them and say, let's, let's connect first, have a chat, get to know each other first, and then we'll plan to do a podcast down the road. But that first conversation always ends up being something that this should have been the podcast. This could have been the podcast. And I think that speaks to the, the power and just, letting it be organic and authentic and raw. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, beauty to that, that that tends to unfold, you know, because both people, they're, like you said, authentic and raw. So sometimes I notice when I've, I've had guests on, there's a little bit of a, a show, you know, they, they want to be on their best presentation. So they made, they might, uh, that, that comes off, that energy comes off of them trying to present something in a certain way. Whereas that unit's just you two, like 
spirit authentically just comes through and expresses and there's a flow there. So definitely notice that when, when with my own guests. I know exactly what you're describing. And I think it points right back to the conversation that we were having a little earlier, which was the whole, should we do this live or as a recorded podcast? And what you're describing there directly aligns with what I feel like I sometimes get pulled into when I do it live, where it's this trying to show up, trying to show up in a particular way. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? But it's this, this efforting to, to, to show up in a particular way, opposed to just sitting back in that, that enjoyment of the conversation. And in that sense of curiosity, I, I, I love it when my curiosity drives the, the conversation, my wanting to get to know and learn from the person before me, rather than it being like, let's put on a show for someone. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like I, I, I've, I've noticed the same thing for myself. You know, it's like, uh, I, I like to sing and I, I have these, these songs that come out like the songs. It's just, some of them have just written themselves from spirit. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm singing this song and then I go to record it. And suddenly like what was coming out changes. And it's my own anxiety about how I know it sounds and how I want it to sound to others. It's the worry about like the presentation and it steps away from that flow and that play and into this, how I want it to be presented. But the, the irony is when you let go of that and you just, <laughs> you let it be whatever it is, the same way you were just doing it before, all that goes away. You're just pushing a button. That's the only thing that makes it different. And when you allow that, it, it ends up the way it, it's supposed to be, right? It ends up how you, you imagine it to sound it because it ends up just the way you were doing it before, but it's that anxiety of the presentation, the anxiety of like, I want it to be what I feel it to be. I want it to be what I know it to be. I want it to be to you what it is to me. And those are some of the things I think we have to let go of in order for this authentic expression of self to be what's meant to be. That's part of the 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 gift I found through channeling too. When I when I channel, I completely step out of the way. Well, <laughs> when I'm doing it. Um, in its best form. Sometimes I'll step in. I'm like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't let them say something because I'm questioning it. And I, I've seen it happen with other channels too. I think it's normal. But when you step out of the way, there's this flow that comes through. And whether I'm channeling like another consciousness or I'm, I'm sitting there and channeling just, just this message that's coming through me, it's the same thing. If I'm trying to convey the message, if I'm trying to get a point, you know, I, I, I can do that well sometimes, but sometimes when I let go and I just let the information flow through me, there's a, a deeper beauty that comes from the message itself and the way it's orchestrated naturally. It's when you're detached from it panning out a particular way or even thoughtful of what might come from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like letting go of, of agendas, letting go of presentations, letting go of, of all these other things that can come up on a person's mind when they're trying to convey a message, when they're trying to get a point across, when they're trying to, to do these other things. And 
I have a particular way that I, I, I speak when I'm conveying information and it, it, it tends to come out naturally that way. But sometimes if I'm hanging on to something in my head that I'm seeing and this is what wants to come through and I'm like, if I have any other agendas around it, it's not gonna come out the same way. But if I feel it and go, okay, and then I let that speak through me rather than like wondering how I'm gonna do it, but just let it speak through me, it comes out in a much more beautiful way. So there's, there's times when I'm, I'm with somebody and a message coming through. And as I just open up to the, the message, initially when I first started doing that, I would notice tingles up and down my spine. And it's always one of those like, wow, that was amazing. Can you repeat that? Absolutely not. <laughs> Let me see what comes out when I tune in again. Because <laughs> it's not really coming from me. It's coming through me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, I think that point there, um, it's not coming from me. It's coming through me. Well, that points to there is being disidentified with it. I think that opens up way for it to come through more freely because now you're no longer anxious about it because you're not creating this idea in your mind that it's you. You're not yeah. worried about how you're being perceived because it's not about you at that point. Yeah. That's, that's right. It's not about me. It's, it's about the message and it let the message speak for itself. Yeah. And however the message lands, it, it, it's the same way, the same way when you're involved in like psychic phenomena, if you're a psychic reader, if you're attached to the message at all, if you're attached to the presentation at all, you will never be as clear as a channel, as clear as a, a psychic, as if you just let it go and let the message speak for itself. Mm -hmm. So if you're tuning in, and like I can't tell you how many times I've been tuning in, and I've, if, if I've tried to interpret and understand and held on to that or held back, it always kind of like entangles what's coming through. But there's times where like, I don't know what this means, but this is what I'm seeing. Uh, and I'll describe it. I'm like, it's kind of a weird, weird symbology, a weird image, but that's what it was. They're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. That was, you know, describe what it was. And it was relative to them, but it had no relevance to me. But if I had held back because it didn't make any sense, they wouldn't have got what they needed. So it's just that let go. It's the let go and let God kind of thing. Let go and let the message come through and speak for itself. Mm -hmm. I think, and the, uh, the music analogy, I really love that. I want to really I wanna bring it back to that for a second. It's when you make it about just, would you say the feeling, the vibratory feeling of that moment? And yeah, you bypass the, it's just, it's the, it's honestly getting, getting out of the own way with, with the mind, right? It's feeling into that, that vibration, that experience, that, that play. So when I sing, I'm, I'm using my empathic gifts. I'm using my channeling gifts. Mm -hmm. And for me, like I can feel me tune into where this song is coming from i can tune into like the energy of the vibration itself and when i tune into that it kind of comes through me and i let the energy 
I'm riding this wave that goes up and down and I let that carry my voice where it needs to go. So not only does the sound come out a certain way, but the, there's a vibration that comes through it when I do that. And so that's, that's how I do it when I sing. And that's also uh, pretty much what I'm doing when I, I sing the more of the shamanic songs in um, like plant ceremonies. So if I'm doing my shamanic work, I'm tuning into that other being, that other individual, and I'm guiding them and I tune into them and the music that comes through me guides the energy, not only just where they're at, but it lifts them up and it transforms the energy in a certain way. So I'm riding that wave. So the song itself, uh, if I'm just sharing a song, you know, it, it, it's the same way, it's the same thing. Now, if I am, I have noticed when I, when I do that without any recordings, it's this authentic expression. But then when I, I and it, I'm, when I first started doing it too, and I tried to record what I, I was doing, the moment I hit the record, it's like this other energy and this other concern comes in. Mm -hmm. And as that comes in, now I'm feeling that instead of this authentic wave that I'm riding, I'm feeling that. So it kind of like it pushes on this wave. It, it comes into the mix. So it doesn't quite come out as pure. It doesn't quite come out in quite the same way. Yeah. And that, that distraction, you know, that distraction can really pull yeah. us away, huh? Yeah. So the task is to let this be the same no matter what. And mm -hmm. you can do that by contending with whatever this is coming mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. So whatever this is coming in, it's, it's my own concerns and anxieties. And I have, I have to navigate through my own inner self in order to release those. And they're, of course, coming from all the times and the places that you've learned it through your experience where you've, you've been judged, where you've been shut down, where you've, where you've made yourself small for the sake of others where you've felt uncomfortable in your full expression, all these things contribute to that space. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the task is to navigate that so that no matter what situation, no matter what the place is, I can be full in my authentic expression. So you're writing that even, it seems. Yes. Everything that comes into my experience is an energy mm -hmm. to play with, to contend with, to examine, to transform everything. Mm -hmm. so this is part of the experience. There, is, there isn't a single thought or emotion that doesn't contribute to the manifestation of your own experience. And so the, the mastery comes in when you learn to address and understand the causation of your experience by examining the subtleties of those, those energies. And you're not resisting them. Not resisting. So... I mean, it's the same with shadow work. It's the same with, with all of it. Like, what is, what is this and how can I transform it? It's coming into my experience. What is this and how can I transform it? So much power in that line. I find that there is a lot of power in learning to ask the right questions. Mm. so much power and learning to ask the right questions and so many people they go through the experience and they stop they stop the questioning they stop and then they flood that point with their assumptions of what is when if they they take their questions 
they could dive even deeper into whatever that experience is and unravel it even more and have a greater understanding of what it is. There's so much that is available to you at all time, but you have to open up your awareness and enough to be able to receive it. It's the, the cup that that's full that can't be filled, right? So you have to learn to be the empty cup. Mm-hmm. And most people, they think they're empty, but then they have all these beliefs and ideas about self-righteousness and what's right and what's wrong. And this is how the world works, but I'm open-minded. I'm open-minded to whatever fits in my box. Mm-hmm. But if you open up your box completely, how different would the world work? How different would the world look? How different would your own personal world work? Right? So, I mean, there's a, there's a question you asked when we were on the call and it's like, how do I, how do I open myself up to greater experiences? I, I don't remember exactly how you worded it, but you wanted to open yourself up to more and there was a response that I, I, I think is a, is a beautiful response, but I also think there's, there's more to unpack in that response in our receiving. How do you know what to receive? How do you know where you're receiving into? How do you know what you must even let go of? And for that, it requires the right questions. And so as you, you look inward, and you ask the questions, what in my own awareness can I release to have a greater understanding of self? And there's, there's lots of questions that you can go on with and unravel from there. But then once you ask the question, what do you do with it next? And that's just as important as asking the question itself, pointing the awareness in the direction. But what you do next so let's say you feel something in your body. Let's say you're pointing into awareness. Maybe, maybe you feel an energy without any context. What do you do then? Maybe you feel an energy that gives you a context. Well, I feel, I feel an emotion. I feel a sadness. I feel a memory. So what do you do with those things as they come up? So Sometimes the answer changes depending on what it is. If I, if I have a memory, I go into the memory. I unravel the memory. I be with the memory. I be with the self in the memory. And I be with the self that needed something in the memory. And I be that for that self in that memory. I become that. I give myself that. If I'm feeling just an energy without any context, it tells me that and I ask, is there any more for me to know? And sometimes I get a no. And from that, I open, I go into the place, I hold my awareness in that spot, in the body, in the energy, in the consciousness, in my beingness. I hold that spot and I open for infinite intelligence to flood into it. In that, I receive that flow, that love and light from the infinite into that space. And that transforms it that infinite awareness transforms it because there's the great truth, which is the all that is, that has the beginning and the end. I am the beginning and the end. And the beginning and the end are both the, the, the place the problems have sprung from and the solutions combined within. We go through the experience and come back to the beginning. So it is inherent in that cycle 
is inherent in that process that all the answers are contained within. All the answers are contained right there. So you open yourself completely to that for the answers to be opened within you, knowing that all of that divine light and love, all of that energy is also within because we cannot be separate from creator because creator is everywhere. And that's what we came from. So I open to that place inside of me and where that place exists. And I allow the fullness of that expression to move through me. And some principles that go along with that are, are also necessary in understanding. And that is, and, and part of this is like, I, I ask myself, I, I tell myself, I affirm for myself, what is it that creator wants for me? And I affirm, I want for myself what creator wants for me. I want for you what creator wants for you. And so in that, that that's where the truth of the statement that we have our own individual truths, that, that's where that, that holds solid. But when you really look at some of the things that people believe and hold on to, all these false beliefs about self, is that true? You've made it true in the moment, but is it true under the scrutiny of the divine love and light? And so if you open that to yourself in this, this awareness of, I want for me what God wants for me, I want for me what creator wants for me, and you open that, and if that melts away, that's not true. It is your untruth. So the fullness and the expression of self that's where divine truth really is. And that's where your, your actual truth is. Many people, I think, and I was just thinking about this the other day, they, uh, they have used that statement, well, that is your truth and this is my truth. And really, it has become this way of saying, oh, I disagree with you and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But that's not really like, that's not really what was originally meant by your own truth, following your own truth. What's right for one may not be right for another, and that is your own truth. Your path, it may be right for you, but it may not be right for me, and that is your own truth. But what expresses through you in your fullness, that's your truth. And so when I, when I, I tune into people, when I, uh, when I'm in session with people, I tune into that authentic place for them themselves and what wants to be revealed and released so that they may be living in their own truth. I, I, can't, I can't convey my own conviction and my own opinions on what's right for them because then they wouldn't be following that. So I think the, the highest and best path is to help open that and reveal that from within. So that, uh, when I think going back to like where we started with this little tangent that I'm going on. <laughs> that's not, yeah. I, I call it a flow. A flow. So that's a more appropriate word for it. And you keep flowing, brother. All right. So going back to the beginning of the flow where the river started, um, if I thinking back into like the questions that we begin with when we're, we're looking at our own experience, and some of those, you can look at that and use that, that format for pretty much anything in your life. And 
some of my questions were the format being the questions that we ask the questions that we ask ourselves the questions that we begin by asking ourselves mm -hmm. some of that comes with the foundation of the the understanding of the experience and we go back and we look at quantum physics right and we look at the the particle wave duality experiment where the the nature of the expression is dependent on the observer itself, right? Whoever is observing, whether they believe it to be mostly, that's what it ends up being. So it's a particle or it's a wave. And now they've, they've discovered it can be both even. So the more they, they think about the possibilities and they, they focus on whatever they're intending it to be is the outcome, which is exactly how our world works in a, in a, much more macro way but how do we how do we use that principle to change our own experience and it comes back into looking at the places where your assumptions are where they're coming from where your belief systems are coming from and beginning to unravel those like you can't have a a third dimensional mindset and be living in the fifth dimension right you can't believe that the structure of physics that we previously have discovered is the end-all be-all and then expand into this greater way of, of being. So what happens when you let go of that? So I, I was blessed in my own experience to have many different anomalies that showed me a truth greater than most were aware of. And my journey back to self was learning to understand and unravel those experiences. And I'm still on the path of unraveling and understanding some of those with greater awareness. And even, even the experiences themselves, they were opened up to me. So then I go back in myself and I ask, well, is there anything within me that I can release to experience more of that? Is there anything within me that I can release to break the limitations of that? If I'm thinking about my intuitive gifts, like I, I set off on, when I came, came back from Iraq, I've already had a lot of weird experiences at that point and throughout my life, you know, and, and I was, um, seeking understanding like what what causes these what allows these experiences and that's what got me looking into quantum physics and so i started looking into string theory and m theory and, and multiverse theory and i started really understanding some of these principles and i had experiences some of those things and i, I started to pray and meditate like look, show me the show me the truth of the multiverse is there really all these uh, multiple realities like how does that work and so I, I kind of sat with that and I meditated and then I let it go I'm like oh that's interesting and I would kind of feel like some things opening and revealing itself inside of me you know so but but the questions themselves when I started thinking of them is what had the what allowed the answers to flow in and uh, so that's kind of where that stayed for a while. When I started really diving into quantum physics more, when I had these other experiences, um, I was in Iraq and I started really getting into that. And um, 
then I came back and it was after I came back that I really started wanting to know more, more about the truth of this because I, I came across parallel universe theory and all these other things about alternate realities. I'm like, science is looking more and more like they're, they're leaning in that direction. And so this leans into more of my experience that I had and I wanted to know more solidly a, a way to understand what happened and, and possibly even how to, to create that. And so I, I, I came across these other like modalities that use that as a function for healing, uh, as a function. What, the to, notion of parallel realities? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. These are modalities that you've studied or just kind of come across? Um, well, I, I know matrix energetics, I've studied some of that and that they use that principle there. Um, not, not absolutely, but, uh, like they, that's not the only thing they do. Mm -hmm. I've got, got, came across other teachers that have, have that, but all of that, a lot of that came after my experiences that unfolded following. Mm -hmm. So following that, um, after I had kind of set this intention out and I started to, to receive the answer, a lot of these intentions that I set, I'll notice that I had said it like years before and the answer unfolds organically several years later. Mm -hmm. So it's, it doesn't always come like this, mm -hmm. but I, I, what I noticed is when you let go of this idea of something, the answer, the response always comes. That's how manifestation mm -hmm. really works. This mm -hmm. is why we don't always pinpoint back to the origination because we think, Oh, well, why did this thing happen? Well, it's because you planted the seed over here and you just don't remember planting it. Mm -hmm. So make sure you plant seeds that you want. Mm -hmm. And that, that's that kind of makes it. me, uh, this came up uh, yesterday that totally aligns miracles. You, you, you don't recognize miracles until after the fact you, you realize them for miracles only long after they're done. That doesn't mean they're not happening. Right. Yep. Yeah. That is true. Oh, it is unfolding. It's you're you're being answered and you are receiving what you ask for, but perhaps you're not yet seeing yet to what degree until you're able to look back and say, Oh well, that was the unfolding of what I had asked for. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, sometimes it's in miraculous ways and sometimes it's it's in more subtle ways that you don't realize what just happened mm. but it's always the, there are it is how conscious can we be during the experience of it that we are receiving and the more confident you are and conscious you are the more that you can create your reality moving forward mm -hmm. so i know that every little thing that i think manifests and like part of my process has been to examine my, my reverse thinking of what I actually want. For instance, reverse thinking? Like, it's reverse, it's the reverse seeding of my goal, unconsciously reversing the seed of my intentions, meaning that um, I'm going to like, if I'm, if I'm out driving, I'm going to go this way because I don't want to be late. Well, then I go that way because I don't want to be late. And what did I end up doing? Because I went that way, I'm late, right? So if I'm thinking that way, I'm thinking about being late, I'm going to go this way so I'm not late. If I 
if I instead intended, I'm going to go the best way so that I'm on time, it completely changes the energy of what I'm actually focused mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. So that whatever you realize it or not, the energy is focused on being late. And I've noticed those coming out in its manifestation. Like so that that's been something I've been pulling the weeds out on. It's rather than resisting an experience, rather than saying no to one thing, focus yeah. in on saying yes to what you do want. Exactly. Yeah. And when you when you retrain your brain to say yes rather than to say no. Mm -hmm. You train your brain to get more of what you want, what you truly want. And you so see, you train your brain to be open to receiving. You train your brain to be um, thinking in the direction of your experiences and desires. And when you completely encompass that way of thinking, you'll realize that nothing is out of your possibilities. Mm -hmm. And yes, just inherently has this, this vibration and this feeling of like receiving you're saying yes to what you're receiving you're saying yes to what it is you want rather yeah. than trying to fight off and resist something and as they say what you resist persists absolutely because you're you're entangled in that construct mm -hmm. you're you're contending with that and there was a there was a time when i was in an ayahuasca ceremony and I was, it was right after I had broke up with my partner at the time. And so I had this, a lot of like self-doubt and like, what did I do wrong? What I could have done differently? How could I have done this better? You know, I, I broke up with her, but there was still this like, this, this needing for my own integrity to be in alignment. Like where, where could I have done things differently? If I did things differently, could have ended up differently. So I was wrestling with all this and like, and I was really struggling with some, some things. And I noticed that I was just turning and turning and turning and turning. And there was a lot of shadow aspects that started coming up. And I started thinking about all these things in my past. And it was just this turning of the shadow and, and no matter what I tried to do in that, I couldn't get out of it. And I felt this hand come over and grab my face and it gently turned it to the side. And as I turned it to the side, then I had this light come in and there's this brilliant, brilliant white light, completely like had this state of bliss come up through my body and the ceiling come up through my body and it was Point yourself in the direction that you want. Turn towards the light. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do anything else. Turn towards the light. And so sometimes the best way to get through the experiences is just point yourself in the direction that you want to go. Mm -hmm. And it's like sometimes what prevents us from getting there is just simply the things that we're holding on to. Sometimes you need to do something with those things. But sometimes you just point towards the goal. And this is, I think that's like right in line with that statement of like, when people say we are already enlightened, it's because underneath it all, this is what we truly exist as, but you have to find the things that you need to release in order to receive and realize that state. So many people aren't, most people aren't acting from that state. They're acting from this place over here, this place of this, this whirling and contending with and, 
and pointing and blaming and judging self and judging others and all this Being other thing. Stuck in that. Yeah. Stuck in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the moment you, as you say, turn towards the light when and if something that impedes that arises, that's the moment by which we're being called to, to release that, as you say. That's when we look at that and say, I release this, I let go of this. But it's, I don't think, necessary to to go digging necessarily and fighting, looking for what's wrong, what's holding me back, because I think that even just kind of goes back to what we're saying, spending too much time in what are you trying to resist, right? What are you trying to get away from, opposed to let's turn towards the light, Let's focus in on what we want. And then if something arises, if something arises that you kind of, you brought this up earlier, right? If an emotion, if a thought, if a belief presents itself in the experience of that, in the intention of consciously creating, then we look at that and we say, okay, what is it that I'm being delivered here? What is it that I'm being shown? And how can I take from this what I need to in order to, let it go. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're, if you're feeling something, you know, when, when I feel something in me, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling something there. And I go in and I go in with that infinite intelligence of source. And as I'm feeling into it, I, I aim to release it. I aim to transmute it and transform it with that inner alchemy of the divine. And I don't do the work. I invite the work to be done. Hmm. Right. And so as I'm doing that, and sometimes there's, I'm doing that and something is resisting. I'm like, okay, why is this not releasing? And then that's when I go in and there's more to do. That's when I go in and I'm like, what else do I need to see here? And it might take me through a couple processes. I might find layers, right? And so, oh, I, I have this understanding from back then. I'm holding on to this. I'm holding on to self-judgment. I'm holding on to grief. I'm holding on to fear. I'm holding on to, you know, this experience right here. It has, it has shaped me and there's something I haven't let go of through that. So I'll just go in and navigate through that process. So that there is the going for the goal. There is the going for the end in mind that you want to see. But there's also that understanding that if anything else comes up along the way that is resisting to that, that's now what you go into. And you do the same thing, but you do it with layers in the process. You do it each step of the way. It's like... I have a belief that comes up. Okay, continue with the belief. Now let's look at the belief. I have an emotion that comes up. I have, let's look at the emotion. I have a memory that comes up. Let's look at the memory. So whatever comes up, that's what you do. And if nothing comes up, you just release it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk to me more about your, and since this is an area that you love delving into, your what? approach with manifestation. Well, do you want to get into that more or do you want me to finish the, uh, the parallel yeah, rally story? We totally, we totally, um, yeah, let's, let's bring it back then. I know that we, that time it was a tangent, <laughs> <laughs> um, come, yeah, please do tell me more about the, I'm fine with either one, but yeah, no, well, we can, we can go all over the place, man, but let's, let's close that loop there. Um, what unfolded, what did you take away from, from, those experiences that you had? 
Well, there was more experiences after that, right? And so it was the collection of those that that kind of made the big picture. So I, I kind of have to go in to describe each one of them. And for me, it's like I get different ways of understanding and all of it makes a bigger picture. So um, I had met myself in a parallel reality by, at the time I was doing a lot of astral travel. I would just roll out of my body and I would end up somewhere. I, sometimes I would intend to go place and I end up somewhere else. And this was one of those times where I, I was just trying to pop out of my body in my room, but I popped out of my body in a house that I didn't live in, but I lived in it. So I felt like somebody was, was, was coming up the stairs to, uh, to find me and I didn't know where I was exactly. And I was like, this, this is interesting. It was a child's room. I was up in the attic. And I, so I tried to go lock all the windows. And then this woman comes up the stairs. She's like, oh, there you are. Oh, wait a minute. And she looks and she's like, hey, honey, come up here. And I walked up the stairs. And me and me, and me <laughs> were looking at each other. And it was a different version of me. You know, like at that time, like that other version was, was thinner, had longer hair. I was a little bit more meaty, um, full goatee, and, and like I, I didn't have that look then. So then he walked over, and we was just got really close to each other's face and staring at each other. We we're like really fascinated by one another. And um, then I came back to my body, and it was like it was interesting. And I was like, well, I need to go again, and so. And that, that was the other me's wife. And so they, they had been living in this house. They owned the house. If the house was in Portland, I knew where the house was. I, I knew like kind of the area of the house. I knew what it looked like. I, I would know it if I saw it, but I rolled out of the body and then I came back to my, my own body. I opened my eyes. I'm like, that was cool. I'm going to do that again. So I closed my eyes and I rolled out of my body. And this time I'm in a, uh, a mansion down in the Hollywood Hills area. I'm looking around. I'm like, hey, you know, you, you've done really well for yourself. And he's like, yeah, well, I created this modality. And this modality allowed me to, to heal uh, in a certain way. And I healed this girl of cerebral palsy, um, completely normal now. But I got sued by the government for, for practicing medicine without a license. And so I started giving him, like, legal advice, <laughs> which is interesting. Here I am in this alternate reality, giving myself legal advice. And he's giving me some other advice. And so we're going back and forth. And then I end up back in my body. And I'm like, oh, that, was, that was really cool. I'm going to do it again. So I roll out of my body. And then I, I, I kind of like at that uh, third time, I kind of see them walk by. And I'm at this big stadium. A lot of people there, a lot of people gathering to see something. And I, I didn't know what it was. And then um, I went the fourth time. And he had to move by really quick. He, he couldn't stop and talk, but she saw me. She's like, well, there you are. She's like, you know, it's amazing. You look the same every time we see you. And I was like, well, for me, it's only been five minutes. She's like, well, for us, it's been five years each time. So every time that I saw them, for it was like five minutes that I, it took me to get out of my body, but mm -hmm. it was five years had passed each time. Mm -hmm. So it was like this, that in itself was part of the teaching to me, right? And then, so I was learning from that. And then there was another time um, I was down in a conference in, well, leading to that too, I came across um, information on this uh, um, radio show from Art Bell. And it was talking about the Mandela effect. 
And I started noticing like Mandela effects and, and alternate timelines and parallel realities. I'm like, this is really interesting. And this is all in like the same like time frame, right? It was within, within a week, I think, a week and a half maybe. And then I went down and I was at this um, conference down in LA. It was called the Mastery Conference. And I was there with a friend of mine. And we were sharing a room, uh, save on costs. So we were walking down the hallway of what should have been our hallway, I should say, in the Universal Hotel down there. And we walk and our, our room wasn't there. The hallway, what should have been double in length, there was a wall there. And this wall, it just ended. Our room should have been past the wall. So there was no room whatsoever, but it was the right floor. We looked at each other and we were silent. And we started walking towards it. And as we walked towards it, I, we got to a point where we got close enough, I could feel myself walk into this bubble. And it was a palpable field that we were surrounded by. And it was the difference in frequency between one reality and another. And I knew that's what it was. And so I'm very fascinated and walking towards it. And um, I could hear and feel her thoughts. And she, who was with me, also witnessing this, she started thinking to herself, oh my God, why is this here? This shouldn't be here. Oh my God, why is this here? And it would come out like a wave and it came out like a wave and it started interacting with this wall that we were seeing. And the wall started to wobble like this because she was, she was injecting this frequency of her doubt that this shouldn't be here, should mm -hmm. not be here, right? That was the instruction that she was giving by her thought. So everything that we were witnessing started wobble like this and then it opened up and there was the hall again. There was a room again. And every, every hair on our body, both of us, was standing straight up and going, oh my, it was just complete amazement. Now, if I didn't have somebody else there with me, it wouldn't happen the same way. So the teaching was that she was there with me and the teaching was that the thought was interacting with the reality and causing it to manifest like it did or disappear like it did, right? So my thought made this thing appear. Her thought made this thing disappear. So it's the alignment of the thought. It's, it's, it's critically important, the alignment of the thought that manifests the reality. So that was the teaching that came through that. You see, there's this whole thing, it's the package of the whole experience. That's why I, I, I couldn't, necessarily extract one experience and say this is what i learned from it it's the whole thing mm -hmm. so this woman that you are with this is someone in this reality that you have a relationship with yes a good friend of and, mine and she has full conscious awareness of the shared experience that you two had yep and then after we had that experience my mom uh, came to visit me there because she was she was living nearby at the time. So she came to visit me and because I was living far away, we don't often get to see each other back then. And I described the experience to her and she said, oh my God, I had the same experience. But I, she, she did what I might have done is not say anything right then because she was doubting herself. She's like, I had the same experience, but I, I didn't know what that was. I, I thought maybe I was tired or something. It was it was strange. So she experienced the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then slowly over a couple of days, this, this bubble right there kind of um, disintegrated. 
So it, it was a point that was a, a nexus point between these two realities. Oh, so in the coming days, you still felt a shift between the, that point? I, I didn't I didn't see the wall anymore, but I could feel could the you bubble. Feel, really you could feel the difference. I feel a shift, and, and it was slowly dissipating. The thought aligns the reality. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's interesting how the universe will present to us these types of experience to just kind of support us in better remembering that truth, cultivating our and belief it, in that truth. Well, it's, it's important that you're open to it. It's in this, the seeking is important too. You yeah. have to be open to it in and seeking it and aligned with it in your intention. So I, I try That's to the asking. that is the asking. And you have to be open to infinite possibilities in order for all these 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 kind of possibilities to occur, right? Like if if you are, well, I was going to say something, but that's not always true, because <laughs> you can you can manifest things that are, are going to be frightening to you, but if you believe that they're going to be manifested. Mm -hmm. then you'll, you'll manifest this frightening experience. But if you're, if you're trying to call something to you and you're resisting it because of whatever whatever you think it means or something, it's probably not going to manifest in, you, in your world. Or thinking it's supposed to look a particular way. Or thinking it's supposed to be a, a particular way. You know, like some of the, the most profound experiences is when I let go of defining the moment, but simultaneously seeking it out. Mm, it's having that intention, but like being detached to it playing out in a particular way and being open to just being open. So it's like intention set, but I'm open. I'm open to receiving however it wishes to unfold. Yeah. It's like I open up to the infinite. I open up to creator and say, show me what this is. Show me mm -hmm. what this looks like. Show me the truth of this. Mm -hmm. And so I, I know what I know through my experiences and my research and all these other things or my channelings even, but then I open up and allow still my cup to be empty. So then I might be taken to an even deeper truth an even deeper knowing. I go, when I first got back, like I, I first came across this ayahuasca and um, I knew, I knew in Iraq and I was playing around with manifestation. That's where I really started playing around with manifestation is back then. But so at that point, I was like, I, I came across it. I read about it. And I'm like, I need to do that. I'm going to do that. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know anybody that does that, but I want to do that. And I came back to the States after I got back. And within three months, I found somebody. She's like, oh, yeah, I do like these ayahuasca ceremonies and like, I'm a part of this church that uh, it's an ayahuasca church, the Santo Daime. And I'm like, oh, you don't say. <laughs> so that's how I got introduced to it. And then as I'm as I'm contemplating these things, as I'm contemplating myself, my 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 own my own beingness, uh, knowing that there's like this greater part of self that expresses differently when there's no limitations. Not knowing exactly what that looks like, I was open to it. And so my first ayahuasca experience, 
the whole thing, the whole thing was like a, this magical journey. Now I opened up by setting my intention that I, I step into my, my God self. That's how I, I phrased it. Like there's this, there's this part of myself that is more closely aligned to the divine. And I would like to know myself realized as that. I would like mm, to know that beautiful experience. Beautiful intention. So I, I just opened. And I would set myself in meditation an hour a day for like a whole month before that. And that month was like leading up to it. I have a lot of psychic friends. You know, I'm, I, I have my own gifts, but I have, I have a lot of friends that do too. And leading up to it, like my father... He was murdered when I was a baby, so I never, I never grew up with him. Um, I could feel him around sometimes, his spirit. But leading up to the ceremony, I had my friends like, I feel your father around you. And <laughs> somebody said that, and then something made me go look on the computer. I was on my email. I'm like, holy shit. And I saw this email from my father at the time. And it was from an outgoing email because I was trying to find my family from my father's side that I had never known. And so I found a genealogist that worked for the tribe that he's from. And it was an outgoing email to that genealogist. Just like, tell me about your father. That's all I know of my father is his name is Alfred Lapierre from the little show band of Montana Chippewa. And this is the first line, very first line. And I had that in my inbox, but there was no from. There's no from line. It was just in my inbox. This is an email that you received. Yeah. I received my own email back to me when somebody else mentioned his name mm -hmm. and I checked my phone, but it was, it was not in my phone, but it was on the computer. That's strange. What happened again? And the, the second time I'm like, I wonder. So I checked the computer. It was on the computer, but it was on my phone. So this time it was on my phone, but not the computer. With no That's from address. With no from address. Mm -hmm. So it happened multiple times that month. I think it happened like four or five times. Every time somebody would mention his name, she's like, I feel your father around you. I would get this email. And it was like, if there's any doubt, let there be no doubt. There's absolute confirmation that yes, this is your experience. Yes, you can trust it. This is what's happening. It is your father. This is the spirit. Here's the confirmation from the email. In the ceremony I got to, he was my guide in the ceremony. I was actually able to have a conversation with him. So I talked to him for the very first time completely. And he told me that his, his leaving this world was a gift to me because I would never be who I was supposed to be if he was still here. Mm. I would never serve the purpose I am intended to serve if he was still here. Mm -hmm. That inevitably must have had shaped you, played a great influence in who you've become. And of course, you've, at the soul level, must have chosen that too, to live a journey of growing up without a father. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How do you I mean, feel like that's played into who you've become? I know it must be difficult to say because you don't know what it would have looked like, but do you have any sense of the way in which that may have made you who you are today? Yeah, you know, for my own daughter, I it was the needing to be the father I never had. 
Mm. You know, I, I had stepfathers, but then they were kind of in and out. And like one, like I knew that I would never leave her. I would never have her feel the absence of me in her life when she needed me. And I would always be there for her. So that was, that was part of that. And then two, I, I would need to be for her, the father that I wished I had, the kind of father that I wished I had. So I need to be the man that I need to be in order to be that for her. Mm -hmm. so yeah, it absolutely shaped me. The mm -hmm. absence of, of him too is like, there was the seeking and the spiritual path that unfolded in the absence. So much I was talking before, the absence causes the seeking. So because I didn't have that, that, that father structure, that family structure, there was, there was something missing that I, I was searching out. So it, it definitely like that, that part of my family, like experiences life in a certain, in a different way. So without that, I was led on this other path of my seeking. You so must have then, had to add experience the the missing of that, the contrast of that, to know, to really, truly appreciate and understand the, you know, the, the light that emerges from that, right? So, you know, you can feel into what, what you didn't have around you, what was missing, and that allows you to better understand what to be there, how to be for your daughter. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I knew what I wished it would have looked like with mm. the the stepfathers that were there. I knew what I wished it would have looked like if I had a father in general. I knew what it looked like with other people, you know, and then yeah, I, I basically from from that, like is where from what, what I wished I had is where I, it, it kind of unfolded from, where where I knew that that's that's what I, I needed to be. The seeking also was this interesting thing that came from my not understanding my spiritual gifts, my intuitive gifts. So he was always present. This is kind of what he shared with me. He was present throughout my entire life. And so I would feel him and the absence of him simultaneously mm. and be confused because I knew that I never knew him. And yet I, I missed him because I could feel him. You felt that? I, I could feel him and not feel him at the same time. Did you know that that was what you were feeling at the time? No, that, that didn't, that didn't become clear until much, much later. Later in your life. Yeah. So you, but you did grow up with this feeling as though you were missing him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like I missed him. Like he should be there, but then. As if you knew him, but yeah, in your mind that, you, you didn't know him, but there's, it seems like a part of you felt like you knew him. Yeah. There's a part of me that felt like I knew him. There's a part of me that, you know, that, that is, is still connected to him. Now you do know that you know him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now I do know. That's beautiful. And, uh, yeah. A lot, a lot was revealed in that conversation that we had, that initial conversation. He was guiding me, uh, telling me when I needed to drink water telling me like, okay, you need to purge and, and guiding me through that process. And then my intentions unraveled after, after the first part, after the purge, because I had to release everything that I was carrying. 
And I realized that was what I was purging. Everything that I believed to be true, everything that I was carrying in my experience that was, it was causing limitations in my myself. Mm -hmm. And so I was willing to release everything. And then that's kind of like you, you die the many death. What did that process look like that purging process? Well, um, I'd imagine it, it sounds like it gets fast tracked on ayahuasca. Yes. Yeah. Well, it it gets fast tracked with the intention to do so. Mm. So it's still all about the intention. It's still all about that. And I was being guided through this, Mm. Uh, but it, it's like at first, (laughs) often in ayahuasca, there's a purge and it comes through the top of the bottom. Either, either it comes out the bottom end and like that, that can look rather explosive or it comes out the top end and that does, it has its own, own thing. So then I was just like, oh man, I was sitting there. I was enjoying the space I was at and it was moving up and then down. And I was like, I was trying to fight it. And my father, he was like, son, you need to purge. He's like one way or another of your choosing, you need to purge. So what part do you play in this? What's that? If any, what part do you play in this? And I want to kind of relate it back to the letting go of anything that may not serve us in our, in our day to day. So if there's anything from it that we can take from it to better undergo such a process of letting go without the use of substance, without the use of medicine, I would love to hear what you have to share in that. Well, the, the concept is the radical releasing. Mm-hmm. Being what do you mean willing, by that? Radical being, releasing. Radical releasing. Being willing to give everything. Being willing to release everything. There is nothing of me that I hold, that I hold on to, that I must retain. Right? And so everything is open for me to be re-experienced. And this is part of like, you know, the cocoon the butterfly, the cocoon, the caterpillar, like it, when it goes in to create its cocoon, it doesn't hold any of itself back. It says, I behold, you know, and the Bible says, behold, I make all things new. So I open myself to that recreation of self in order to experience the fullness. So whatever it is in my constructs that I'm letting go of, I wasn't necessarily aware of everything in that moment, but I use the same concepts when I do the, the energy work or the body work. So Everything that I was I was experiencing, I, I released by putting it into into what was uh, the purge was going to be. And so I, I was fighting it. It was going to be an energetic thing, but in, in that construct, I, I had everything come up. And so I was feeling it release with that. And it was after that that I felt this this sensation come through me, and it was a Kundalini awakening where it burst through my crown, and I felt this magnificent bliss come through me. And suddenly I was everywhere all at once. Suddenly I had filled up the entire room. Suddenly every thought that I, I thought of, every question that I had would be instantly answered. There was nothing that could be out of my knowing after that, as long as I pointed my attention there. And this is part of the expression of the God self, right? And so I could feel everybody in the room, what they were experiencing. I knew all their struggles. So I was going into people's bodies, just like I had done previously, but going into their bodies and helping them release this thing. 
and whatever they were struggling with. And I would come out and then I would be drawn to another person in the morning. Like there was a share circle where they were like, this being came in and helped me with my struggle. And they all talked about the struggle they were having and what they were releasing. And it was precisely like what I was, I had, I had, I had picked up. And I were like, this being came around, it was flying with, around me and it was telling me things. And so it was basically, each person was a little different on, on how they wanted me to interact with them. But I just followed that. I followed that flow. And uh, in the morning, when they, they shared like what they released and what I picked up, it, it taught me more, even more on how to trust myself in that experience, trust what I'm getting and be, be okay with whatever shows up. I mean, there was more that happened too, that it was like, um, well, this part sounds a little strange. I don't know if I want to share it completely, but um, I also- You don't that, hold uh, back, hey, brother. All right, well, also in the experience at one point, my closet had appeared in front of me. I was looking at different things. I was remote viewing. I was like looking at different people and, and relationships in my life on like what needs to happen here? What can I do here? And I was looking at like understanding things in a deeper way. And all of a sudden my closet appeared in front of me. And it was very clear, very vivid. I was like, I was like looking at this little miniature version of my closet right here. And there was one of those rolling wardrobes, right? It was, had wheels. It had a little cubby in the room I, I, was, I was in and it would roll right into there but it had no bar in the closet. So I just bought one of those things and put it in there, but it was meant for a lot of clothes. And I'm sitting there, I had this thing appear in front of me and it's not moving. And so that, at that point I got a little bored. I'm like, why is this thing here? So I put up my hand and I went like this and I saw it burst sideways. That was interesting. I don't know what that was about. And I just continued, it was about 2 a.m. And then, uh, when I got back the next day, I got home there. My closet had exploded all over my room. So whatever I did over there had connected physically to my closet and the bars on opposite ends ripped through uh, the little knuckles that you put it together, like ripped through horizontally. And like they're meant to hold 500 pounds. So uh, minimum. So it was greater than a 500 foot pound force that, that went straight through and my clothes were just all over my room. And I went upstairs and I was talking to my roommate. I'm like, dude, guess what? This is what just happened. And he's like, did that happen at 2 a.m.? I'm like, yes, yes, precisely. And he's like, I was playing Call of Duty. I was really tired and I heard this loud explosion. So I paused it. I thought I was just hearing things because I didn't hear anything after that. But it was so loud. Like I, I thought it was just a video game because he had up the volume really high because no one was home. And so, yeah, so that, that, was, that was even more of like, what is possible when we release those limitations of what we think to be true? Come into your God self. Come into your God self, yeah. Now, I want to make this, <laughs> if we can, as practical as we can make it, if there's any lessons that we can derive from it that may be applied, can be applied. And again, our day-to-day, -day, is there... Um, Definitely important to be practical and grounded, but everything that you set forward and your forward and your manifestation is possible. Mm -hmm. Everything. 
So it's learning how to plant the seed of that manifestation with purpose and intention. And nothing and is faith. out of the realm. What's that? And, and faith. faith. And faith. So nothing is out of the realm of that possibility. And so you can have the life that you want. You can have the experiences that you want with your, your faith, your alignment, and your determination to do so. Sometimes it's a determination, but it's really like a letting go and letting God with, with, with the great majority of these things. And you, you'll follow the path of that alignment. You'll feel that path calling you towards it when you know this thing is going to be true. Mm -hmm. When you start doubting this thing to be true with whatever you sell the goalpost on, that's when you start to waver back and forth. That's what could get you thrown off into something else when you start doubting this place to be true. You have to carry that full faith that 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 intention, that intended outcome is yeah. is present for you. Yeah. 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 The way that I like to think of it is getting really, really attuned to the what and letting flow, letting the universe deliver and guide the how. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes too, it's like you know, a lot of my, a lot of my excitement comes in these like these magical manifestations. How 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 can it be fun in the way that it shows up? How can it be exciting in the way that it shows up? Mm -hmm. So there's like a fun and experimenting and a playing with with a lot of these things, and it's it's the energy that you hold of that that draws more of these experiences to you too. So I'm, I'm playing around with concepts. I'm playing around with visualization. I'm playing around with manifestation. And like when I first started doing that, I was in Iraq and, and I was like, well, I want a new chair. Because I had, I had built my, my room in this big tent that we have. And there's a bunch of people in their tent. We all built our own rooms. And I had, I had a, a pretty bougie little uh, <laughs> room for being in the middle of the desert in the war zone. You know, I had track lighting around my room that I built, a large screen TV. I had a, a PS, whatever it was at the time, PS4, PS3. Anyway, I, so I had that. And um, they had this nice little carpet that I had there that I did yoga on. And um, I built a desk and a, a bed and everything. It was good, but I needed this chair. I was like, well, I need a new chair. So I, I'm going to manifest this chair. Mm -hmm. Started closing my eyes and picturing the chair. I picture myself sitting on the chair, picture myself having the chair, picture myself feeling myself getting excited about this chair. And I let it go. I'm like, okay, I'm getting a chair. <laughs> And I didn't know how, I didn't know when I'm getting a chair, but you knew it was one of the, what's that? But you knew you would. I knew I would. And I was laying there one day and I heard this voice, get up and get your chair. Okay. So I got in the, the gator we had these little vehicles. We have a guy in the gator and I started driving around the whole base, the whole complex. Um, I was at Fob Warhorse, which is like a five square mile complex. So I'm driving around the whole place and sometimes people take things that they don't want anymore and they throw it out. And I'm just looking for good wheels on my, because I really didn't need just good wheels. It was a nice leather chair, but the wheels were busted, which is how I got it. I'm just looking for a chair with wheels. I'm driving around the whole base and I didn't find it. And finally I was like, wow, man, I drove everywhere. I heard the voice, it was clear. I followed it. I don't know why I didn't get it. 
I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, I'm not sure what, what, why did I get up? And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I'm driving in and there's another compounds, uh, the same company that I worked at. There was another, another area where they were, were, um, I set up. So I went into this other compound and he's like, Hey, Brandon, how you doing? I'm like, Hey, not, not bad. You know, I was just driving around looking for a chair. I didn't find any. He's like, you know what? We just got this new shipment of chairs over there. Go just pick yourself out one. Just go grab one. They're, they're in the box, but yeah, go, go grab yourself a chair. Brand new. <laughs> Brand new. So there it was. I wanted Better a new chair. I got a new chair, but you know, it's like, I, I, I started to wonder about why I had received this thing and it didn't make any sense. The middle part had no sense at all. Mm. But then I went right where I needed to be after that. And he had just got the chairs. Don't question so the it, how and it's unfolding. Yeah. Just hold trust, hold full faith. Yeah. It brought me right back to where I needed to be going into that place over there, which I would never thought of. I would have never thought to go over there. Mm hmm which is probably why I was led to drive around in the first place, because I would never thought to go there because po people normally put their chairs out. So I was led to drive around, which at the end of that, my going, huh, led me to go there. Right. So what, what steps would have been differently if I didn't drive around the complete, the complete base, mm -hmm. if I drove around half of it only for instance, Maybe I would have thought, well, I'll get to the other half tomorrow or later on in the day. And maybe the, the chairs over there wouldn't have been right, there so there. much. No. Yeah, they would have been taken up already. <laughs> we shouldn't be too concerned and fixated on the how. That's the message right. that's been coming in time and time again. Yeah. The yeah. more we concern ourselves with that, because what we can actually, in fact, do there is limit ourselves we might be closing ourselves off to something better if we remain too attached to it playing out a particular way. And this kind of brings us right back to a point that we kick started with. And I think this is a perfect way to kind of just wrap it all up is, you know, are you truly open? We say we're open-minded, but how open are we really? Yeah. And it's in, suspending suspending our assumptions our beliefs our attachments letting those go that we truly open up to something greater and it seems like you my friend are doing an incredible job of being open to some profound profound experiences and the answers to all the questions that you ask oh thank you i i continuously seek to do a better job <laughs> to seek to do it in a more expanded way, mm -hmm. you know, and understand myself and the experience more. Well, that's why you continue to evolve because you're always looking to expand further. Right. And I, and I seek to understand so that I could share that understanding and be the example for others, which drives me even further in my seeking. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. I, I love this. Go ahead. How can I serve in the best way that I can? What is the best way that I can serve? And the best way that I can serve is being the fullness of myself and then mm. teaching others how to be fully themselves. Those journeys happen alongside each other. The, the expression of our greatest self for others and the the growth into our potential. And when you make it about, when you make it one thing where I'm becoming better so I can serve on a higher level. 
and that that drives you that that desire to serve others drives you into your potential and, and when your desire is to serve others you are supported by the entirety of creation because that's Cause your that's your your highest essence your true self coming online right and right from the other the other side of that too is source is going to back you up course there's gonna back you up when your intention is to serve and plus too is like when you think of yourself as find me something that i am not a part of in my own awareness mm. it, is it possible to have something that i am not a part of that is in my awareness i have not found a single thing that is is possible to be separate from me in my own awareness mm-hmm. which is how things like Ho'oponopono work, right? You're taking accountability and responsibility for that which is in your purview, that which is in your perception. And when you give thanks and gratitude and love to the thing that you're experiencing, that you're perceiving, then the solution allows itself to unravel. You're saying, forgive me for what I'm perceiving. You're taking accountability for your own creation of the perception. That's how that works is because everything in your purview is also a part of you. And if everything in your purview is a part of you, when you seek to serve others, everything that you're experiencing supports that because it is not separate from you. Beautifully said, my friend. Now, I think you said it all, but I'm still going to ask the question because this has been the the closing question um actually you know what there's a better way for us to do this uh there's a question that comes towards the end of every interview now i've been asking this as the final question for the last few ones but um before we we wrap it up on that note i want that to be the grand finale brendan if um if any of the beautiful souls that tune into this and receive these vibrations want to connect with you find out more about what you got going on uh, perhaps do a session with you where's the best place for them to connect uh i am transitioning my website to another hosting site so i'm probably going to take it offline here soon and redo everything um so the best way for right now is to either find me on facebook or you can find me uh, by emailing me at newhumanuniversity at gmail.com awesome and i'll include a link to your facebook in the show notes to this episode so that they can find you nice and easily all right so go ahead if anybody finds me eventually later when i get it back on site it will be newhumanuniversity.com I know you could also hit me up when uh, when the site goes online and I'll add that to the show notes as well. Oh, sounds good. There you go. All right. You ready for the grand finale, my friend? Hit me, brother. Final question. Brandon, you just realized the power to telepathically communicate to all of humanity. What do you say? the first thing that I hear when I tune into that 
is know the truth of God within yourself. Brother, I want to thank you for being here, for sharing with us you, thank for you. allowing for your God self to be expressed through you. Uh, it was an honor. I, I thoroughly enjoyed our time here together, and I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. All right, my man. That's going to be all for this one. All right. I'll see you soon. See you soon, brother. Ascenders, that is going to be it for my conversation with Brandon Forrest LaPierre. I do hope that this invitation into unpacking, unraveling your experience and deepen your understanding of self, of your God self, was able to inspire you. Before we go here, Ascenders, gonna put out that invitation again ascend academy is bringing together uniting and activating light workers those that have heard the call to serve those that have recognized that it is of their mission here to assist humanity and this planetary collective consciousness in its ascension to higher planes of awareness compassion potential and harmony you've heard this call and you're ready to answer the ascend academy is looking for you head on over to academy.togetherweascend.com to learn more and perhaps become the newest member of the ascend academy that's going to be all for this episode of the awaken podcast ascenders thank you for being here thank you for tuning in and until next time keep ascending